Hello, Saubona, how's it? Molo, Jumbo, and welcome to the Everyday Nation podcast. We hope this message will inspire you and draw you closer to Christ. Enjoy. We've just done a series on the gifts of the, I mean, sorry, on the fruit of the Spirit. Yeah. Alright? Do you remember the fruit of the Spirit? There's nine fruits of the Spirit. What are they? Let's hear it. And the Holy Spirit 
all get saved, but all happened started at the ninth hour, the end of something, the beginning of something else. Both temples were destroyed on the ninth of the month of in, in, in the Jewish calendar. Both Solomon's temple and Herod's temple destroyed on the ninth. The end of something, the beginning of something else. So this is our, our God. He gives us the nine fruits of the Spirit, which talk about the end of living in the flesh. Alright, if we are showing the fruit of the Spirit, then guess what? We are we are living in the Spirit and we're not living in the flesh. They're the fruits of the Spirit. When you show the fruit of the Spirit, you're living in the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, it's all coming out of you. That is a reflection of God working through you. It's the end of the fleshly man. It's interesting that it says in Galatians that that when we show the fruit of the Spirit, it says that there is no law against such things. In other words, I mean, we would not need law in South Africa. We would not need courts. We would not need policemen. We would not need any, we would not need any laws in this country if we just showed the fruit of the Spirit. That's what heaven would be like. I don't even think there's going to be traffic rules in heaven. But I don't know if I'm going to show you No, you go.
everything else will be distracted to our lives. And the Bible says, but, again, but He gives us this one little window here. It's like, if you want to covet anything, this is what you covet. What? The best of the gifts of the Spirit. Amen. Why? Well, because they symbolize the end of Satan's dominion over people's lives. Yeah. And the beginning of God's kingdom coming to their lives. So we should desire them. We should be like, man, I want these in my life. We should go like, read that list. Maybe circle one or two of them and go, you know what, cut that out, stick it on my cupboard door and say, Lord, I earnestly, eagerly covet these things to be in my life. Can you say amen to that? Amen. So my hope is that as we journey for the next couple of weeks, that you guys are going to get a fresh look at the gifts. Some of you, you've heard this before. You did BFC in 1999, and, and, and you learned about the Holy Spirit, and you got baptized in the Holy Spirit, but you know what, life got busy, and praying in tongues just became this thing, and you, you do it, you sometimes do it, you do it, you sometimes do it, but, but you, didn't really, you don't really remember how significant it is, or how powerful it is. And so, for you guys who have already received, and you've already known all this stuff, I'm hoping that this is going to be an activation I'm hoping that this is going to be something that just gets you going again, just reminds you. Because it's so important that we apply faith to the gifts. That's how they operate. When we put faith behind them, we start to see them move in supernatural ways in our lives. For those of you who have never heard about the gifts of the Spirit, this will be an amazing journey for you. This is going to be something new, something special, something incredible for you. Probably the thing that's going to impact your life the most. is is receiving the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit. So, wherever you find yourself uh, this morning, let's go and jump into 1 Corinthians 12. And we're going to read verses 8 to 11. So if you have a Bible, let's go there. Power's going to be on in three minutes. And then I'll have some PowerPoints. Like working some miracles, I'm sure God, 
Yeah, you look at like an evangelist or a pastor or someone like that, and you would, you would get that one. Yeah. And I really want you to know that I think that is satanic. Amen. Amen. That thought, yeah. I want you to know, I, I really feel like it's demonic. Like yes. It's, it's from the enemy. Yeah. Why? Well, because God deems you worthy. Amen. Amen. Not because of what you've done. But because of what Christ has done. You would never even receive the Holy Spirit if Christ had not gone to the cross. But if Christ has gone to the cross and blood has been shed for the covering of sins, then God looks at us and says, I can even put.
and heal them with me. So I'm going to step out, I'm going to lay hands on the sick, and they shall be healed. Yeah. You know, there's a pattern in scripture where Jesus grabs his 12 disciples and he gives them power and authority. Yeah. And they go out and they come back with joy, saying, Even the demons are subject to us tonight. Yeah. The next chapter in Luke, he gathers 72. Yes. And he lays hands on them and he gives them power and authority, and they go out and come back with joy, saying, You know, it's amazing what you've done. Even the demons are subject to us in your name. Yeah. Then at the end of the Gospel of Mark, in Mark chapter 16, it says this Jesus said these words. He said, These sons will follow the twelve. The seventy-two. Those who believe. As we've read here in 1 Corinthians 12, what we did was we read through nine gifts. Now, often these gifts are put into three categories so we can remember them better. Um, and I think I've just got a, a PowerPoint on that. There's, there's three categories. So we have firstly the vocal gifts, and then we have the revelation gifts, and then we have the power gifts. So we put them into those three categories, and that just helps us remember them. Now today... And, and next week, I want to just focus on the vocal gifts. All right? So that's what, I, what we're going to be talking about here. So if you have a Bible, just go with me to Acts chapter 2. And I want to talk in particular about the gift of tongues this morning. The gift of tongues. <laughs> what a gift. What an amazing gift. Chapter 2, verse one to, uh, verse 4. Let's just read verse 4 for the sake of time. This is talking in, in, uh, in Acts 2. It's, it's talking about the, the Holy Spirit coming upon the church. And this is the first time the Holy Spirit gets poured out. And this is what happens to them. It says, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. And they began to speak with other tongues. Can you say other tongues? Other tongues. As the Spirit gave them utterance. So it's important to know that it's the Spirit that prays through us when we pray in other tongues. Now, I was, it was quite interesting. I was chatting with um, a young guy recently who is not a Christian. I'm, I'm kind of reaching out to him. The, the thing that interested him the most, like in the whole Christian story, uh, we were just talking about life. And then he mentioned, like, and um, I wanted to ask you, what's this thing about tongues? That like, because there was this pastor and he came and he prayed for me and he spoke in this other language and I was like, pretty wow, you know. So that was an open door and I got to share with him. But this is what this gift of tongues is. It's like, what? Wow. You serious? You get another language? Like what kind of language is it? You know, this is like, it's really interesting, this thing. And I know some of you, you've been praying in tongues for years. I hope to just kind of refresh you this morning about how incredible this thing is, that you put a little bit more faith when you start to activate this gift in your life. Verse 7 says, and they were amazed. <laughs> it is amazing that you can speak in another language that you never learned. Okay, it is pretty incredible. You know what, when, when I first came to Christ, or when I came to Christ after been backslidden for a number of years. The thing that kept me was the gifts of the Spirit. Like I really, there was one thing. I had all my doubts about God, my doubts about Jesus, but there was this one thing I could talk in tongues. And through all my rebellion and turning away from God, I never lost the gift. I received it when I was 14 years old. I still had this thing. And like I couldn't explain it. And I couldn't deny it. <laughs> and it kept me going, you know what, there is a God. Because I can do this. 
My friends mocked me about it, but it's still, I knew. I knew this thing is for real. Then they were all amazed and marveled, saying to one another, Look, are not all these who speak Galileans? How is it that we hear each our own language in which we were born? Now look at how many different nations were there and, and ethnic, ethnic groups. There were the Parthians and the Medes and the Elamites and, the dwe- and those dwelling in Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, Asia, Phrygia, Phrygia, Pamphylia, Egypt, other parts of Libya, adjoining Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs, we hear them speaking in our own languages the wonderful works of God. So they were all amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, whatever could this mean? So the Holy Spirit falls in the upper room. There's about 120 believers there. They all receive this gift of speaking in languages that they didn't know. The amazing thing about this was these were actual languages. And there were all these nations in Israel for that time who had come to celebrate the Feast of Pentecost. And they all heard their languages being spoken. And they asked, what could this mean? And that is a very good question. What does it mean? Because if you rewind the clock to Genesis chapter 11, what you find is that humanity was united with one language and one heart, and they had one intention, which was to build a tower that was dedicated to the heavens and make a name for themselves. It was paganism. If you look at it, it was in the land, it was Nimrod, and it was in a, in a particular valley, and the whole thing speaks about, actually it was a rebellion against God. It was humanism and paganism combined. There was occult involved. Pretty similar to what we're seeing happening in the natural world today. You know, with Google Translate and everything, kind of like one language again, one humanism, one paganism kind of starting to emerge in the world. It was like a one world order back then that was being established. And what did God do? He came and stopped them in a particular way by confusing their tongues. And we understand that moment to be the origin of all the different languages that we see around the world today. So from that moment, there were different languages. Before that, there was one language on earth. And, and those different, so God came and he interrupted their humanist pagan agenda, all right? With give it, by giving them different languages. Now we look in Acts chapter 2 and we see God is giving people languages they've never learned. It's like he's scattered the earth back then and now he's gathering the earth right now. Why? Because they were gathered around false worship so he scattered them. But now suddenly, what this sign, what does it mean? It means that true worship has arrived on the earth. And what it means is this, is that there's no way to unite humanity other than with the gospel. I want you to know that we're able to multiculturally build churches around the world with different, with traditional groups that really actually didn't like each other and often went to war against each other (laughs) in history, but now can sit and worship together in the same place, with different colors of skin, with different languages, with different cultural backgrounds, with different diets. Some eat bacon, some don't. All right? And, and yet we can be one 
in Christ. Why? This is, this is what's happened here. So God scattered the earth. He's now gathering the earth. And he's empowering his church to do what? To go to the ends of the earth. Why? So that every tribe, language, and tongue can be in heaven one day. It's incredible. It's symbolic. It's amazing. What does this mean? That's what it means over there. So from that day to this day, God has supernaturally given languages to believers to reach people with the gospel. Like known languages. I don't want isn't that incredible? I don't like I'm I feel like I'm amazed this morning. I, I'm just like enjoying this. <laughs> like he gives people new languages so that he, we can reach people with the gospel. I think about Jan Ericsson. I don't know if some of you know him, an evangelist in Holland who was actually a pimp and he got mightily saved by Jesus and became an evangelist in Holland. And somebody bought him a ticket. And he started working in the red light districts and prostitutes started getting saved, drug addicts started getting saved, all sorts of incredible stuff. Somebody invited him to come to America. He was like, cool, I'm coming. He gets on the plane and in the plane he realizes, I can't speak English. Everybody in America speaks English. <laughs> and all he can speak is Dutch. And so he begins to pray on the airplane. You know, by the time that airplane landed, he was able to speak English. And he says, I don't know how, but actually, I was just suddenly able to engage, and I just understood English. <laughs> Surprise to Tolly. Any of you heard about him? Mozambican boy grew up in, in like seriously dark, animistic, pagan family with, of witch doctors where he hears the voice of the Lord at age 15 to leave his home, to go to a land that I'll show you, and he runs. And, and he arrives at this one particular island where they speak Chichiwa. And he was with his friend. And look, this is from his book. He says this. I cannot tell you the exact moment it happened. But as I continued, I was suddenly aware that I was no longer speaking in my own language. My friend's eyes grew wide as if he thought I had lost my mind and was speaking gibberish. I think we both realized at the same instant that I was speaking the local Chichiwa dialect. It was as if somebody had thrown a switch and everyone was immediately able to understand me. From that day forward, I've been able to speak the Chichiwa language fluently. <laughs> he didn't understand English and arrives in South Africa and the same thing happened. He was speaking Portuguese to people and he didn't realize that he actually was speaking in English. And then he supernaturally had English. He has, now he's able to speak in 17 languages. Surprised at all. Yeah, he lives in Nelspreit, part of Iris Ministries or whatever. 17 languages. And I think God does supernatural things like that to just kind of go, this is what's possible. This is what's possible. You could have, can you have faith for that? That God could supernaturally give you a language? And sometimes, he, like with surprise and yun, he gave it to them. Like they could then have it for the rest of their lives. Sometimes it happens that he gives you this language just for a moment. Just for a particular moment. Like Dave Robson tells the story of how he went on TV on this interview show. And as the host asked him a question, the Holy Spirit just 
flowed through him. He began to speak in his tongue. He just began, he just began to speak in his tongue. It just began to flow out of him, flow out of him. Everyone was like, he was nervous because he thought, I don't know if they believe in this thing here. And there was this awkward moment of him just like speaking in this foreign language. And then the unction stopped and he stopped. And they were like, okay, let's carry on talking. After the show, one of the uh, ladies who was managing like the prayer line came running to him and said, you're not going to believe this, but there was this German woman watching the show. And when you began to speak in tongues, you spoke old German. And she was, she was, she comes from that particular place. She was able, she knew exactly what you're saying. What you said was that she has a condition, a, a disease condition in her body. And what she needs to do is put her hand on that and pray in Jesus name. The woman obeyed the instructions because she understood the language. She was slain in the spirit in her, in her living room while watching the TV. Instantly healed, phoned the studios and like, who's this evangelist that can speak my language? <laughs> and he's like, I, did I speak German? I don't know. I don't know. I spoke German. It happened to him again when he was at a crusade and he and he spoke Spanish. And and the, and he was talking to this one woman and he just began to flow in a tongue and it was Spanish and she answered him. And then he began to pray in tongues and and he answered her back in Spanish. <laughs> And, and it was amazing. Like she also, you know, was slain in the spirit and God spoke to her and touched her life. But this is what he can give us. This is what this Acts chapter 2 church experienced in that very day. They were able to speak in foreign languages. And maybe some of them kept those languages. Maybe they didn't. Maybe it was just for that moment. I kind of have this like, kind of like fantasy in my mind that maybe one day I'm going to arrive in a country and they all speak my tongue. And I'm going to just get off the plane. Hey, praise the Lord. <laughs> and I'm going to have all these amazing conversations and it's going to be just the Holy Spirit and not me. <laughs> um, but what are powerful things? So now, not only does he give us known languages, but he also gives us unknown languages. Okay, there are unknown languages that are not spoken on earth that he gives to us. They are heavenly languages. I want you just to see this for a moment in 1 Corinthians 14. Let's take a look at this. It says, For one, for one who speaks in an unknown tongue speaks not to men, but to... Notice the emphasis. For one who speaks in an unknown tongue. So there are known and there are unknown tongues. Speaks not to men but to... So God gives us unknown tongues, which I think mine is, unless it's some language you know, in another country, and I'm going to find that out one day. Good chances that it's an unknown tongue, but it's, I'm talking to who? God. It's a language that God has given me so that I can relate with Him. Right? And I, when I'm speaking it, I'm speaking not to men but to Him. For no one understands or catches his meaning because in the spirit he utters secret truths. I love that. And hidden things. When you begin to pray in the spirit, in your unknown tongue, we are uttering secrets and, and, and hidden things. Secret truths. But on the other hand, one who prophesies speaks to men for their upbuilding and constructive spiritual progress. He who speaks in a strange or unknown tongue edifies and improves himself. But he who prophesies edifies and improves the church and promotes growth. Now I wish 
that you might all speak in unknown tongues. But more especially, I want you to prophesy. This is the heart of a pastor. I want you to speak in unknown tongues. I want you to speak in unknown tongues. And especially that you will prophesy. He who prophesies is greater or more useful than he who speaks in unknown tongues. Unless there's interpretation for it. So that the church may be edified. So how does it actually work? Well, it's a language that God gives you. It's a language of the Spirit. So how many of you know like babies, all right? We're the parents of small children. Have you noticed like when kids are learning to speak, they, they babble? You know, they like, have you ever seen that where babies begin to like babble? And it's, isn't it amazing how moms actually know what they're saying? <laughs> it's, they, the moms have the gift of interpreting baby babble, you know? It's, it's quite incredible. But, you know, we, we all kind of start out like that. Blah, 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 blah. And, it's, and it's usually... Blah, 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 blah. No, it's, it's a language of the heart. Like when we don't like something, it's, it's happening. <laughs> and it, and it's, it's a language of the heart that hasn't yet learned the science of the mind. So, the, so as we grow up, we, our minds begin to get trained and we begin to learn languages so that we can communicate. And the languages that we now speak are controlled by the mind and not necessarily the heart. Amen. Have you ever felt like you cannot put into words what you're feeling? Yeah. Like English is just can't do it. In Zulu can't do it. Even your home tongue, maybe closer, you just, ah, you know, you, you can't express everything that you're going through. Why? Because... There's a language of the heart. And when we get born again, we literally are babies in the kingdom. And we get given a new language. It's a language of the heart. And we begin to speak to God in truths, and hidden truths and, and amazing mysteries. So now what we see is that there's actually three expressions of this, of the gift of tongues. We see that there is a, it'll come up here, there's a personal expression, a public expression, and an actual When we talk about the gift of tongues, there's a personal expression. That's your own personal prayer language with God. It's your mind is not like really getting this, but your heart is praying to God. It's a beautiful prayer language to help you in your prayer life. But then there is this thing called a public tongue. And this is what happens is typically when there's a congregation that's gathering and we're waiting on the Holy Spirit, somebody might feel like their tongue needs to be given to the church. And I've seen this happen in multiple times over the years or whatever, that somebody would, would come up to the front and ask one of the leaders and say, listen, I feel like I have a tongue that I'd like to release over the church. And what we do in a moment like that is that we all then listen and then we wait for interpretation. And, we are, and, we, and typically somebody in the congregation will come forward and say, I really feel like God was saying this or something. And we don't carry on until we get that interpretation. And sometimes, you know, you'll, it's amazing how three different people will come up with an interpretation and they'll all three say the same thing. It's quite incredible, okay? But that's a public tongue. That's, that's not just my personal prayer language. This is now something that has to, it's like a prophetic word that has to be released into the atmosphere of the church. And then you get the actual, which is known languages, okay? An actual language. Paul asks this question in 1 Corinthians 12. He says, are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers, are all workers of miracles... 
Do all have gifts of healings? Do all speak with tongues and do all interpret? It's a rhetorical question. The answer is no. And a lot of people read that and go, oh, okay, well, maybe I didn't get that gift of tongues that you have, Wayne, or other people have. But I see here in Scripture that not everybody does get it. So maybe it's not for me. Maybe the Holy Spirit hasn't given it to me. I want to just correct that understanding this morning. Paul is speaking here in this passage about the public tongue, not the personal tongue. He's talking about apostles, prophets, teachers, workers of miracles. He's talking about public displays, public gifts that happen. And he's not talking about your personal, intimate prayer language with the Lord. It is of my opinion, all right? And it's like hotly contested amongst Christian circles and different denominations. It is my opinion that every believer gets their own personal unknown tongue for a personal intimate relationship with Jesus. Over the years I've seen people struggle to receive it. But after trying, after practicing, after receiving more prayer, they get it. (laughs) So some people, like I got baptized when I was 14. In the Holy Spirit, I began to speak in tongues before I knew there was a thing called the gift of tongues. It's incredible. It's amazing. But sometimes people get baptized in the Holy Spirit and they don't get that. And that's okay. That doesn't mean you didn't get the Holy Spirit. Just because you don't speak in tongues doesn't mean that you didn't receive the Holy Spirit when you believed, when you gave your life to Jesus. What often needs to happen is it just needs to be activated by faith. And sometimes it's a process. Like my sister just got one word. And she was just like, why have I only got one word? Kia, 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 kia. That's all I can say. That's, that's, that's all I got. Jesus! <laughs> Other people have got languages. Why did I just get one word? But then she would go and she would pray and she would trust God. And after a period of time, it broke into a language. And it became her personal prayer language. So I hope that clears that up for you this morning. So this is why Paul said, I pray that you would all speak in tongues. Okay, so, and he's talking about your intimate, personal prayer language. So what does speaking in tongues actually do? And I'll finish with this. Number one is speaking in tongues will edify, we edify ourselves when we speak in tongues. So in 1 Corinthians 14, 4, it says, He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church. The word edify there is the Greek word oikodumio, and it literally means to build a house. Alright, that's the literal translation. So, he who prays in the tongues builds his house, builds his temple. If you feel like you're a bit of an emotional wreck, if you feel like your mind is spinning in every direction, if you feel like your body is not right and not how it should be, God gives us this gift to edify, to build up your house, to get your house in order, to strengthen your house, to empower your house. I know people who just began to pray in the Spirit and they get healed of sicknesses just as they begin to pray in their personal language. I know people who are struggling with anxiety over the years, and I've said to them, can we try praying in tongues for a set amount of time every day? Can we just take half an hour, begin to just pray in the Spirit, begin to pray in the Spirit, and practice with them? It's amazing how as they do that, 
they become strengthened in their minds, in their hearts, in their emotions. This is a tool that God has given you to do repair work on your house. This is a tool. This is like my Leatherman, okay? This is like as you begin to pray, now it's good that we, rem- we if maybe you knew this, but now you need to be reminded of this. That when you begin to pray in the Spirit, remind yourself, you are edifying yourself. You are doing home maintenance. All right, the dishes are getting cleaned. The roof is getting fixed. The emotions are coming in line. The body is getting healed as we begin to pray in the Spirit. You know, Jackie Pullinger, in a book, Chasing the, Dra- the Dragon, spoke about how she found a way to get heroin addicts off heroin by praying in tongues. She struggled to get people off their addiction to heroin because it's a heavy addiction, all right? But she then baptized them in the Holy Spirit. And when the cravings came, she would teach them, pray in the Spirit, pray in the Spirit. And they would be, as soon as the cravings and the cramps and the sweats would start, they would begin to all pray in the Spirit, pray in the Spirit, pray in the Spirit. And guess what? They would edify their bodies. And she was getting people of heroin faster than any drug rehabs in China. Like, it, it's incredible. Okay? So that's this gift. So not only that, we become Spirit-led. When we begin to pray in tongues, we become Spirit-led. So remember, it's the Holy Spirit... That is praying through us. I have a little illustration this morning. So when we receive the Holy Spirit, this is us. Holy Spirit. Are you okay? Can you all see? Alright, us and the Holy Spirit, alright? So, you know, our life just doesn't have much flavor. But then the Holy Spirit comes into our life. Okay? And look at what happens. It's amazing. We change color. We get filled with the fruit of the Spirit. Our lives are forever changed. It's absolutely incredible what the Holy Spirit does. Suddenly there's this new gift of talking in tongues. And, and then life carries on. And we get about our, go about our daily lives. And we get wrapped up in work and family pressures and, and all sorts of stuff. And as I'm speaking, can you see what's starting to happen? It's kind of going down here, hey, it's settling at the bottom. And what would happen if I leave it there for long enough is that eventually you would have a white section at the top almost, very light pink, and at the bottom it will be darker because it starts to settle down. This is what happens in our lives. But when we begin to pray in the Holy Spirit, when we begin to pray in our unknown tongue, this is what we're doing. Everything that's in us starts to get stirred up, shaken up. Our spirit man that gets pushed down because we're so focused on mental things and carnal things and fleshly things, eventually starts to get stimulated with our spirit man. And what happens when we pray in tongues, our spirit man is is built up and, and suddenly we start to think with the mind of the spirit. I don't know, I've noticed in my life this, is that when I have committed to times of just praying in tongues every single day, I don't know how, but I seem to end up in the right place at the right time. I seem to just say the right thing at the right time, but I never knew what to say in the moment. Do you know what I'm talking about? I find like I just have these divine coincident meetings 
You know, but, and I, and I have to actually go back and I, I honestly can say that every time I start to commit just to praying in tongues, specifically with faith, I become spirit led in my actions. I make wiser choices. I find I actually am more patient, more kind. There's more fruit of the spirit in my life. So I want us to understand how important this gift of the Holy, of, of speaking in tongues is. It's unique in all, to all the other gifts in this is that we have the ability to exercise it. It's the one gift. Like, I don't, I don't have the ability to prophesy right now unless the Holy Spirit then gives it to me. I don't have a word of knowledge for any of you here this morning. I apologize. But <laughs> unless the Holy Spirit gives it. But I can speak in tongues at any moment, at any time. Even while I'm reading a book, even while someone's talking to me quietly, even when I go to bed, when I first thing when I wake up in the morning, I can activate this gift. And now the reason is this, is that the tongues, the gift of tongues is the activator for all the other gifts. It's the activator for the fruit of the Spirit. That when you begin to pray in tongues, you become more Spirit-led, more Spirit-filled, and suddenly words of knowledge flow. Suddenly you have gifts of healing. Suddenly you see things that you don't. This is how important the gift of tongues is. That's why I'm starting with it today. It's the activator. It enables you to be more Spirit-led. Finally, it aids us in our intercession. And you can read that in Romans 8.26, where it just talks about how... um, it's, it, we don't know what to pray or how to pray for people. But as we begin to pray in tongues, unknown tongues, the Spirit starts to pray through us. And it prays God's perfect will into those situations. I often find when I just give myself, when I come in here to the church, I'm not really sure what to pray for in your guys' lives or whatever. But when I come into my prayer time and I just begin to pray in tongues suddenly I know what I need to start praying for. Suddenly I'll start to pray for marriages. Suddenly I'll start to pray for financial freedom. Suddenly I'll start to pray for breakthroughs. Or I don't know what, it just starts to flow. Why? Because I activate this gift called the gift of tongues. What am I doing? I'm stirring it up. I'm stirring up faith. And I'm starting to become more spirit-led and I start to flow in intercession. So, let's wrap over there. Sorry, we've gone a little bit over in time. But I hope you've been enjoying this as much as I have. Yeah. Can, can I ask you just, is, is there anyone here who has not received the baptism in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues? You're welcome to come to the front now. Or maybe you're a Christian and you have been for a while, but you haven't actually been able to speak in the gift of tongues. We're going to pray for you and you're going to be activated now. So if that's you, please come on up to the front and we want to pray for you. Thanks, yeah. Is it just Nasipo? Gigi, come on up. Come just line up over here. They're clapping because they're excited for what's going to happen. Anybody else want to come join these guys? You know, I heard somebody say recently... That if they were given the choice of giving their right arm away or the gift of tongues away, they would rather give their right arm away. (laughs) I I kind of feel similar in that this gift has been one of... You guys want to just move across a little bit more into the middle? Has been the most extraordinary 
incredible, powerful gift. You guys in the front, you're welcome to just remove your masks because you're going to speak in your, your languages. Yeah. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to lead you guys in a prayer. And I encourage all of you guys to pray for them. If you can pray in the Spirit, you're welcome just to stretch your hands towards them. Just pray gently for them. We want them to receive. Amen. Let me just clarify, we're all believers in Jesus up here. Yes? You have given your life to Jesus? Okay, awesome. The Bible says this, believe in Jesus and then be baptized and receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. I want you to know that it's believe and then receive. That's it. What are the qualifications this morning? You don't have to be super spiritual. You don't have to have your whole life together. So I just want to take the pressure off you right now. It's believe and receive. I want you guys to know as well this, is that it's activated, this gift of speaking in tongues is activated by faith. Okay, Faith is the key element. Faith and desire. Do you all have faith and desire this morning? Yes, we can all have that, okay? How do you guys know that you're going to heaven? By faith. Can you say by faith? How do you know you're going to heaven? By faith. How do you know that Jesus is the Son of God? By? Say it, by? By faith. How do you know that He lived, died, and was resurrected from the dead for you? You know it by? By faith. How do you receive the Holy Spirit? By faith. How do you receive the gifts of the Spirit? By faith. It's the grace of God and it's you activating your believer. So I want you guys to know in the front, it's not going to be praying in a known language. It's not going to be something with the head. It's a language that flows from your belly, from your spirit man. Okay? And so I want you, you know, when, when we pray for you, I'm going to lead you in a prayer and I want you to take a deep breath. And I don't want you to pray in a known language. I don't want you to pray in something that you know with your mind. I want you to pray from the Spirit by faith. And I'm going to help you this morning. All right. There's one way you can do that is can you all say the word ba in the French here? I'm talking. Can you say ba? Ba? Say it. Together. Ba doesn't mean anything there's no spiritual significance to it at all there's no like anointing on it but what it is is going to get your mouth moving so we're going to pray for you and then i want you to put your hands out like this and i want you to receive and take a deep breath and then you're going to go and you're going to begin to flow in your new language okay just like that it's going to be glorious so i'm going to lead you in a prayer repeat this after me and then we're going to take a deep breath and then say bye together so say heavenly father I come to you today believing that you have the best for me. That the Holy Spirit is for me. That Jesus purchased with his blood my salvation so I could receive the Holy Spirit. By faith today, I receive your Holy Spirit. By faith, I receive the gift of tongues. By faith, I receive all the best of the gifts. In Jesus' mighty name.
Now take a deep breath and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Thank you for tuning in. For more messages like these and other resources, you can visit our website at enderban.org. Remember to subscribe to our podcast channel to stay up to date with the latest sermons. Be blessed.